Okay, so we should be recording. Yep, okay, perfect. We're recording. So um, I am excited to introduce our speaker. Um, Raul Gallegos is a access technology trainer. Um, he does speak two languages. He speaks English and Spanish. Uh, he is from the state of Texas and I first got to know Raul a couple of years ago. He helped us with a big uh, technology workshop that we had for the National Organization of Parents of Blind Children and we are really excited to have him and we know that he knows all about audio description and he will tell you all about it. So without further ado, do. Here is Raul Guy. Hi, and thank you. Thank you for that. I am very happy to be here. And um, please uh, let me know, uh, Melissa or Nathan, if I'm not coming in through okay. So um, I think everything's good. It's nice when technology works. And I can tell you as a technology instructor, that technology does not always work right. So the good thing is I'm not here to talk about technology, I'm here to talk about entertainment because that's important. And specifically, uh, today's topic is audio description. What is it, why do we use it, and where can you get it? That kind of stuff. Um, so first off, audio description has several names. Uh, primarily it's audio description, but you may also have heard of it referred as DVS which will typically stand for um, Description Video Services. And um, that has actually been around for quite a while. In fact, I think that right around maybe the early 90s or mid 90s is when I started seeing a lot of uh, what was back then video cassettes uh, that would start coming in with audio description. And so, most of you who have children that are probably less than 10 years old uh, probably have never, you know, the children have probably never seen a, a VHS or video cassette tape, uh, but they do exist. And that's, that's how I started collecting my audio uh, descriptive uh, collection. And so because of the way that technology was at the time, if you had a movie, let's say a movie from Disney or something, um, you would have to have two copies of it, one which was the commercial release and the other one which was the commercial release with the audio description added into it. And so what is it exactly? Basically audio description is a narrative that somebody will read and describe to you what is going on and specifically describe the video elements of what you are watching. And so it would not make a lot of sense for the description to include a repeat of the dialogue, but it does describe things like what people are wearing, what color, what sort of facial expressions, um, what the scenery is like. It is a very common thing, especially in movies that are uh, sci-fi or adventure or, or even spy type movies where there's a lot of content that is music only and so people are doing stuff and you have no idea what they're doing because maybe it's a solo scene you know maybe the person isn't with anybody else to really interact with and so they're doing something and 
all you hear is the music and sometimes you have to guess based on the music what's what's about to happen right so for those of you who might have seen the uh, jaws movie you know you you hear the the jaws sound uh coming up and you know you know that something's going to happen with that uh same thing with a lot of movies you know that um you know from disney for example you know you can sometimes guess what's happening without the audio description you can sort of put it together maybe afterward when you do get that that content from the speech or when people are referring to something that happened earlier but unfortunately you get that later and so unless you have some sort of a, a way to know what's going on as it's happening, then you might feel a little left out. So, so the audio description comes into, into play to kind of fill that gap. And so it's really done in two steps. First, the audio narrative is written by, you know, by a company or group. And then that narrative is then read by a narrator who will, will do that. And so um, if, if a person is real good, they can actually describe movies on the fly, if you will. You know, I've got, I've got a few sighted friends who are very good at describing things on the fly. But generally, the narrative is going to be written and then, you know, read and then it's recorded over the track. And the nice thing about the narrative is that it's done in such a way that it minimizes interrupting what is going on with the movie. And so... In most cases, the narrative will not speak while the actors themselves are speaking. And so that way you don't have to try and listen to both at the same time. The exception to that rule is if you are watching some content that the, the actors are speaking in a different language and there is a set of subtitles on the screen that give in English what the person is saying and you know that makes it accessible for for everyone that way then the audio describer will read what is being said at the same time and so in a lot of cases like that you will see that uh, kind of overlapping with what the person is saying and really there's no way around that so you know so I, I do want to mention that that those are some of those cases uh, so before before I go on to the next part and showing um, examples of what audit what it sounds like and then you know after that going on to the fun stuff of you know where do we get it and all that i want to go ahead and stop for uh for a moment to see if there's any questions so far uh based on on what i've mentioned okay and if there are no questions that's that's great um, I will go ahead and continue. So before I get into where, where you can get it and some of the examples of, of where, you know, what content has it in terms of um, availability, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play for you a little bit of what it will sound like. And based on what you're listening to, you should be able to guess what movie this is. And I will tell you, it's not a new movie but it is a popular movie. All right, so here it goes. A flag waves on top of a castle's tallest spire. A bright display of fireworks explodes in the sky. 
a glowing pinpoint of light arcs over the castle. Walt Disney Pictures. A title, Walt Disney Pictures presents. Now in a cartoon, a giant yellow sun rises into a golden sky. It lights up a huge savanna, a flat grassland that stretches as far as the eye can see. Huge gray rhinos with horns growing from their snouts, deer-like gazelles, skinny little meerkats, and a sleek spotted cheetah. Long-legged storks flap into the sky. They fly over a waterfall, which tumbles over a cliff as tall as a skyscraper. Does All right. So, if, if you haven't guessed by now, that's The Lion King from 1994. And the thing about The Lion King is it's a very good movie. Um, <laughs> it's one of my favorites. Um, but there is no dialogue for probably the first good five minutes of the movie, you know. So you get this music, you have some really nice sound effects of different animals. And if you know what, what the animals are based on the sound, yes, you can tell that there are these animals on, in the scene, but you don't know what they're doing. Uh, you don't know what's going on. And so some of the scenery and, and some of the, the visuals that take place at the very beginning of this movie is basically what sets the tone for things that happen later on in the movie. And so getting that audio description is very important for you, you or your child to uh, be able to interact with this movie and, and become emotionally a part of this movie and, and, and enjoy it. And so this narrator that, uh, or the audio describer that was speaking, um, he is, uh, his voice is, is very common to be heard for a lot of other audio described content. Um, in fact, uh, I'm a Star Wars fan and all of the Star Wars movies, uh, definitely the first six movies are described by him. And so uh, there, you know, you'll, you'll, as you watch more and more audio content or audio described versions of movies or TV shows, you will start to recognize certain narrators and, you know, you kind of get a, a feel for how they, they will describe things. Now, now, what I'm about to tell you now is purely an opinion. And so, you know, people are going to have different uh, feelings on this. Uh, there are two types of narrators that will, will typically describe things. And um, some sort of get emotionally involved with the description. And so if a funny scene happens, they will describe it with sort of like a, a funny sound to their voice, meaning like they'll smile or, you know, whatever. Um, others are more neutral and they keep their voice neutral at all times, kind of uh, a little more monotone. And, and so you might have certain feelings on whether that's good or bad. Personally, I, I would rather have the narrator stay neutral so that if I want to react positively or negatively or happy or sad, I can do that based on the information I'm getting rather than what the narrator is doing because it's not really an audiobook; It's an audio movie or TV show. And so it, it, is, it is different. And so 
a lot of times if I'm listening to an audiobook, you know, then yeah, I might want the narrator to kind of, uh, you know, change his or her voice a little bit and the inflection not be so monotone. Um, but that's because it's an audiobook. And so that's, you know, kind of a, a different, um, you know, different thing to consider. But again, that's purely an opinion. And you'll find that while you might not be able to change how it's already been done, you will at least, you know, kind of have that in mind in terms of, you know, as you, as you listen to audio described content. Um, so where is it available, right? So I have all this audio described content stuff I'm talking to you about. I've mentioned VHS cassette tapes, which, you know, we'll be honest, really are kind of hard to come by nowadays. Um, so the next set would be DVDs. So a lot of times if you buy a DVD, it will, or uh, it may or may not come with an audio described content audio track. However, Blu-rays, which are the newer form of the, of the discs, um, most always nowadays will have an audio track that includes the audio description. And what's really cool about that is if you have a, a Blu-ray player with a remote that has a dedicated language button, you can easily switch languages and it will you know, go from the standard English, it might have English two channels, surround sound, it might have a director's commentary, it might have uh, other languages like Spanish or French or Italian, et cetera. And included in those language tracks, it will have the audio description track in there as well. And so if you remember earlier, I mentioned that in the old days with VHS tapes, you had to have two copies of your movie, you know, so the DVD and the Blu-ray parts kind of solves that. So you really only need one copy of the movie. And if it has the audio track that, you know, with the description, then you simply switch it with the audio button. The other place that you can get them are going to be through um, streaming services. So streaming services is sort of like that's it. That's today's world that we're in. Every, everyone or most everyone that I know of has at least one streaming service uh, that, that they'll pay for on a monthly basis. Depending on your budget, depending on, on your feelings, on whether you like a certain one or not, um, could, could determine which one you have. And, um, and so I will give you a list of some of the ones that I have seen that have audio description content, keeping in mind that this list is constantly changing. And what I say today could be different tomorrow or, or it could be different next month. So one of the uh, first streaming services to have audio described content was Netflix. They started adding a lot of the audio described content into their streaming library. I want to say maybe around 2012 or 2013 and um, have have started to build on that. And so now a lot of TV shows and movies will have that in there. And so when you when you choose the uh, Netflix app, depending on how how you access it, which I'll get into in a, in a little bit, um, will allow you to choose what language you want to listen to or watch the TV show or movie. And so not only is Netflix adding a lot of audio description, but they're also adding a lot of alternate languages. In fact, it's actually very similar to the way the Blu-ray audio selection is that I mentioned earlier, where 
some shows that I see on Netflix will have maybe a list of 12 different audio tracks for, um, for that particular movie or show. And that will include the audio description. And in some cases, it even includes audio description in multiple languages. And so it is a very, very rich um, list of choices on Netflix. Another one that has audio description is Amazon Prime videos. And so for those of you who are Amazon customers and specifically Amazon Prime customers, just in case you only were using Amazon Prime for that free two-day delivery for millions of products and items, uh, you can also use Amazon Prime to watch a lot of video content for TV shows and whatnot. And a lot of them will also have audio described content. In my opinion, I would say that Netflix still has maybe a little more. However, the gap is closing with what, what Amazon has. And it also could be that maybe the stuff that I like to watch on Netflix compared to the stuff I like to watch on Amazon uh, makes it so that I can you know, find more audio described content on Netflix. So take that with a grain of salt. I, I don't have any numbers to back up what I'm saying. It's just merely my observation. One of the things about Amazon Prime is that it also includes Prime channels and sort of like Prime add-ons, if you will. And so one of the, uh, the content for, uh, for Prime is gonna be available through IMD TV, which is part of the Prime channel. It's a free add-on that Amazon Prime has. And some of the IMD TV movies and TV shows have audio description as well. And so I just kind of lump them in together with with available from Amazon and you know just kind of put them there uh, in that in that section together. Uh, the next one that has audio described content is Hulu. And Hulu, in my opinion, is is probably my one of my least favorites that has the audio described content, partially because they're kind of new in town in terms of audio described content. You know, Hulu's been around for years, but they just recently started adding it. And their interface, at least on my television, is a little weird. And that also could be because I don't watch it quite as much, but they, they do have it. And they seem to only have it with newer TV shows. And so um, if you're looking for, for older TV shows or older movies that, that are available on Hulu, they may not have that audio, uh, con audio described content. Um, so it is there. And uh, next one is one of my favorites, Disney Plus. So Disney Plus is, is one of the newer players into the streaming um, genre, if you will, of services. And when Disney Plus first started, I think they started last year, uh, when, they, when they first started their service, they had a lot of audio described content, but not everything that you would think with audio description was actually there. However, that changes constantly and it's and it gets better and better um i actually recently watched brother bear and brother bear 2 with audio description for the very first time thanks to disney plus i i had never seen those movies with the audio description and the brother bear movies are two of my favorite disney movies and i had watched the movie so many times uh especially the first brother bear movie uh, over the years that i had pretty much put together, you know, what was going on and, you know, that kind of stuff. But um, it was, it was really nice to be able to, 
uh, to watch that with the description. So that's Disney Plus. Um, there is also, let me see here. I lost track of my notes here. Um, you can also get audio described content through live TV. And so live TV anymore is often streamed through services like YouTube TV or, or even Hulu has live TV. Um, but even if, you, if you, even if you don't stream live TV, let's say that you have a good old fashioned antenna, um, you can get the uh, audio description content uh, sometimes through what's called the SAP channel, which is the secondary audio programming. And so, uh, especially if, um, you know, certain TV shows like PBS may have some, some of the primetime channels will have some and stuff like that. And so the audio described content will be available that way. And the, the SAP uh, secondary audio programming channel is not new. It's actually been around for a while. And there have been uh, times that I would watch live TV, you know, maybe I want to say in the mid nineties when, when audio description really started and some of the shows would have that in there. Sometimes it would be Spanish audio language, but sometimes it would be the audio described. And so that, that is still around, although in, in my personal usage it's one of the least least ones used because of all the streaming and blu-rays and all that kind of stuff that's available if you are a subscriber to cable tv or satellite services um, not only are the digital boxes now accessible to use in most cases but also the audio description will be available through there to watch through the different TV shows and or channels if audio description is provided to begin with. So there's no guarantee that it will be available on a particular TV show or movie, but it can be accessed that way through your provider's uh, control system or set-top box or accessible remote. And I confess I'm a little rusty with that. I have been a what is called cable cutter for a few years now. And so um, I'm not really up on the latest and greatest with accessible set-top boxes and remotes and that kind of stuff. Um, but I will talk a little bit about, about you know, getting the equipment um, here shortly. Um, next are two services that are specific, uh, specifically designed um, to offer audio described content and and it's done in what some people would consider a gray area and so I put that disclaimer out there because there is such a thing as copyright law you know so for example you you technically can't purchase for example a movie or an audiobook or some kind of a media and rebroadcast it over the internet, right? So there, you know, there are specific copyright laws that protect that. However, there is also a copyright law, um, and and I'm no legal expert, so I'm just kind of telling you from a layman point of view that if you buy content and you are making it accessible for yourself, then you know there is that that provision to allow for that to happen. So I say that because these next two services, um, some people have viewed kind of a gray area. One of them is a paid service that is called Cero. It's S-E-R-O. And they offer a lot of content for people who are blind. 
uh, or low vision. And one of the things that they offer is audio described content. Now what the, what they do is they only stream the audio portion of it. So you're not getting the video. It's literally just the audio. And, and so they will have a lot of movies, a lot of TV shows, you know, things, uh, you know, things that they have collected and allow you to stream it that way through various different apps and whatnot. Um, and then the other one is a website that has some, you know, the similar kind of disclaimers as to what I mentioned just now. And that one's called Audio Vault. And that's Audio Vault, I believe it's .net. And they will allow you to download the MP3 files, which are um, audio only of the various different TV shows and movies so that you can listen to them on your own devices. Um, so those are pretty much the more popular places, as I mentioned. Personally, I just rather go with the streaming services that I already have, and you know the content is growing on that. Um, okay, so I'd like to pause for a bit to answer some questions before I go on to the next segment. So Raul, there is a question in the chat box, and it's asking, is there a way to get audio description on smart TVs using a TV provider's app? Great question, and that actually ties into the next segment of what I'm going to talk about. So that, that will be answered. That shortly. will be answered. Wonderful. Okay. Any others? Okay, um, so before I go on to devices and, and stuff like that, I want to talk to you a little, a little bit about cost of some of these services. So if you, if you go with the first option that I mentioned, like Blu-rays and, um, you know, DVDs of some kind, uh, typically, you know, Blu-rays will cost anywhere from sometimes if you buy them used, maybe, you know, five, ten dollars if you buy them new you know, maybe 15, 20, $25. Um, if you get kind of crazy about a, a really good movie that you like and you buy it the day it's released, I have been known to pay $30 for a Blu-ray, which I don't know if I should be proud of admitting that or not, but you know, it is the truth. And so I, you know, will will often buy, I, I will often buy Blu-ray movies. I still buy them on occasion, even though streaming seems to be the norm. But that way I can, you know, kind of watch stuff. Um, I think it sounds better on a Blu-ray, especially if you have the right kind of equipment for it. Um, because streaming, you know, you still, there are some issues with streaming still. Not to mention the whole internet provider requirement and the right speed and all that. Um, but because most of it, most everything is streaming, I'm going to go over a few costs for, for uh, streaming. So as I mentioned these, um, I'm not getting any sort of kickbacks or anything like that. This is just some just information I'm passing along. Um, so Netflix, typically, if you get the cheapest plan with Netflix streaming, it's going to be around eight or nine dollars, and that's for the single use. And that's usually basically what the way most streaming services sell it is based on how many screens are watching it at the same time. You know, though, so you can watch as much or as little as you want but the, the cost will determine how many people are going to watch at the same time. So if you're a small family, you know, whether it's, a, uh, you know, maybe not that many kids or only one child, then, you know, you might get the lower plan if not everybody's going to be watching it at the same time. So Netflix, like I said, costs around eight or $9. And then you can go up to the 
1299 plan and then to the 1599 plan and all that does is add more screens and so if you're a large family lots of kids and parents everyone wants to watch netflix then you might want to consider the 12 or the 15 dollar plan if you happen to be on t-mobile as your mobile service provider they will pay for your netflix if you're on um, most of their regular plans um, that they offer they'll usually pay for the single uh, you know the the cheapest netflix or even that 12.99 netflix and so you know that helps um, with that um, next is hulu as i mentioned um, hulu has different plans including a local channel plan so their plans usually start at right around six dollars and then they go up to you know nine dollars and that has limited commercials and then like nine and twelve dollars for uh, less commercials and then of course it jumps up probably around forty or fifty dollars if you go with their uh, local channel plan and most of the services that offer the local channels that are the streaming local channels without the um, you know physical set-top boxes like a cable provider or satellite provider, they're going to be on average from maybe $35, $40 on up. Um, so that's Hulu. Disney Plus, I believe, costs around uh, $6.99 per month. And uh, there, there's actually a, a, at least I got this when they had it. I don't know if they still have it. So you might want to check, but they, they had for a while a Hulu, Disney, and ESPN plan, which was, I think it's $12.99, and that's the one I have. Um, and so it gives you all three of those services for one, uh, one flat fee. And so, you know, that way it kind of, you know, if, you, if you're going to watch all three of those and you, you, know, you kind of do the math and divide that out by three, you know, it kind of becomes a little more economical that way. And most of the services, as you're probably guessing, are anywhere from about $6 at the low end to about $12 or $13 on average. And then of course, there's a few that are a little more. Um, so uh, those, those are the ones that I would talk about. Um, Amazon, as I mentioned, you, uh, you pay, I think it's 120 a year, or I think you can pay $12.99 per month for their services. But keep in mind that if you subscribe to Amazon Prime, you are not getting just the video services, but you're also getting a lot of other benefits, including the shopping and um, borrowing Kindle books. And uh, they've, they've got a, a, a long list of stuff that you get by going with Prime. And so that's the other one. And then um, there's different local channel TV streaming services that will offer some of the content and that's gonna kind of get into the, what I'm gonna talk about with the various different apps and whatnot. Um, so for example, YouTube TV offers services and then you know, they have their quote unquote SAP channel on a lot of their live TV stuff that you can get the audio described content. And um, last I checked, their service actually recently went up to I think 70 or 75 per month. And so uh, they do offer a lot of stuff. It is very accessible, uh, but they are, you know, kind of in that price range. And keep in mind that a service like YouTube TV is not going to be your your typical on-demand streaming. It's going to basically be live TV and cable-style channels. So 
up until the uh, YouTube TV, all the other ones I was mentioning are basically your on-demand. Um, there's also other on-demand ones that I haven't mentioned, and part of the reason for that is they don't have audio con audio described content, at least none that I have found. Um, that's going to be Stars, which is S T A R Z. Uh, they don't they don't have any audio description, at least when I when I check last. Um, some of the some of the quote-unquote movie channels will also have their on-demand services that they sell separately or, or as a bundled package. Um, HBO, for example, um, they've been really pushing the HBO Max uh, lately. And I found out recently that you can get it for free if you have AT&T services, whether it's your mobile um, or you're uh, using AT&T for internet. Um, you can get HBO Max for free. And um, so I got that, got it set up, but I haven't found any audio described content on it either. Um, and I think by itself, I think it runs maybe around 15 a month. And then there's um, Showtime, which also has uh, audio described content. I'm sorry, it's also on-demand streaming, but it does not have audio described content. Um, and so, you know, you, ha you have to kind of, the nice thing about a lot of these services is they will allow you to have like a, sometimes a seven day trial, sometimes a one month trial, you know, so you can kind of look at that and then you can test it for yourself to see if A, it's going to be accessible and B, if it's going to have the audio content, if that's something that you are specifically looking for. And so, um, some of the other streaming services that are available for 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 a full channel lineup are is going to be, um, like I said, I mentioned Hulu. There's the AT&T TV, which you get a discount if you're an AT&T subscriber, and I think if you pay for them uh, just outright, I think their cost is maybe around fifty or sixty per month. And then they also have the add-ons where you can add the TV channels and stars and, and you know, all that kind of a la carte type stuff. Um, and then there is Xfinity, which is part of the Comcast Xfinity network. And I think the way they do it, unless they've changed, is if you have their services for internet, you can subscribe to the Xfinity TV without having cable for a certain price. But if you do have their cable TV service, then their the price for the streaming portion is a little cheaper. And so they, as you can probably tell, all these different services, the way they're kind of designed could be a little confusing or it could seem like it's, you know, kind of goes, goes all over the place. And I suspect that that's not by accident. I think that, you know, that's just part of the whole marketing and how that kind of stuff is done. Um, so how do we access this and what, what devices do we use? Um, so you can use a mobile phone, for example, any smartphone, Android, iPhone. Most of these apps are going to be accessible with that, especially the ones I mentioned like Netflix, Disney Plus, Hulu. Those are going to be accessible on iOS devices and on Android devices. Another kind of device that I really like a lot, especially if you've got kiddos in your family, are going to be the Kindle Fire tablets. Not only are they cheap to replace in case they suffer uh, accidents, as, as devices tend to do sometimes, 
um, but they also, you know, have very nice parental controls, if that's important. And they also have, um, you know, you, you get them and the, even though they're primarily designed to work with Amazon, you can install all the various different apps as if you had an Android device. Um, and right around Black Friday time or even Prime Day during the summer, I have seen Kindle Fires go for as little as like 20 or $25. And, you know, typically they're around, you know, 40 or $50. And so it's a very cheap tablet. Don't expect them to last very long, but, you know, they will be far cheaper than like an iPad Pro, for example. Um, so that's one way that you can get them. If you have a smart TV, there's different types of smart TVs or smart TV plugins. So for example, there are Samsung TVs, LG TVs, which are basically Android TVs. And while those are accessible through the various different accessibility that Android offers like TalkBack and, and stuff like that, um, I personally, and, and I like Android very much, you know, I, Android is my primary phone that I use. Um, but in terms of entertainment and TV, I have found that the Amazon Fire uh, TV edition is probably the, the best one in terms of accessibility. Um, and that, that um, there is also in addition to, to the TVs that are an entire TV that has the services built in is there are the, the, the physical plugins, they kind of look like a, a USB stick or they're, you know, tiny digital set top boxes. So you can get a, a Roku uh, stick, you can get a Fire TV stick, you can get an Apple TV, and these basically will plug into your existing television, even if that television itself is not accessible, it'll plug into an HDMI port, and then you can switch to that input port and then control your Roku or, or Fire TV stick and whatnot, and those will have built-in accessibility. Once you are in one of these systems, if you will, you can install the various different apps that I mentioned, like Hulu, Netflix, Disney Plus, et cetera, and have the audio described content come through that way. And so you have a lot of choices. Um, all right, questions? This is a lot of great information. It is 2.42 and our next session is going to start at three. So um, just, I mean, we can certainly stay on until three or, or a little before three, um, but just keep that in mind. Um, uh, I don't know, Raul, I had to, I had to step away a minute, but um, did you mention places like iTunes and, um, I, well, I guess you, you mentioned Amazon Prime, but you can buy movies. Like I know I've bought movies from iTunes also that have description right in them, which is really nice because we're an Apple TV family. So <laughs> we just buy them on our Apple TV and they come um, with audio description, which is nice. I, I did not, and thank you for reminding me of that. So um, I, I'm typically the kind of person who doesn't buy movies if they're streamed. Um, I, I, I feel kind of weird about that, but, <laughs> but that is an option. And in fact, one thing that I really like about how Apple has done the accessibility is that, if you go into the accessibility settings of your iDevice, whether it's an iPhone or iPad, it has a section specifically for audio description. If you turn that on, then movies that you watch through iTunes or through Netflix or through any app that is looking for that tag will automatically enable the audio description. 
And so it, it, it kind of makes it nice to do that. Um, while on that topic, Netflix also has an accessibility icon. So when you find a certain movie, it will show that the accessibility icon and it's labeled and whatnot. And it will tell, you know, that basically means that it's going to have the audio description. And I think that Disney plus is starting to add that as well at, you know, because most of the stuff on Disney is already audio described. So there's one question in the chat and then I know we have a raised hand. Um, but the question in the chat is, are, can we have your notes Raul so that we can make sure that we can post all this great stuff. We do have a web page for your workshop and we'd love to post any of these, any of this information um, for people that, you know, would like to have all the information that you shared. Yeah, I can, I can email if I can get an address of who to send the, uh, my, my notes to. Um, I can certainly uh, get that emailed later this week. Uh, yeah, info at nopbc.org. Um, and and uh, the person who chatted, it's actually Eric, uh, says maybe you should write an article, which I also think is a fantastic idea. <laughs> oh, thank you. Okay. <laughs> and then I know there's a raised hand. Okay. Yes, uh, Juliet Christensen, I'm unmuting you right now. Okay. What about renting from YouTube? Does that have audio description? Not always. Um, mm -hmm. I have I have unfortunately uh, rented movies a couple of times to kind of test it out, and it seems to be hit or miss. And the the thing about renting, and I've done this from uh, YouTube, but I've also done it from Amazon, is that it's a lot of times, like if you want to try to get a refund because it's not accessible, it's more trouble. Mm. You know what I mean? So your oh, mileage will vary. Yes. Um, one thing, I, uh, one thing else I'd like to add, kind of going back on on the uh, on the Apple side of things, is that Apple TV also has a streaming service. In fact, that's what it's called. So there's the physical Apple TV box that you know that that's sort of like what i mentioned like the fire stick or the roku stick and stuff like that but apple tv has streaming services as well and anything that apple themselves have created if it's an apple uh, tv original will be audio described all right well, thank you so much. Um, I, I do want to make sure that people have time to get up and stretch their legs a bit um, before our next session. Our next session does begin at three o'clock and it's a general session and it's a great session because it's all about um, blind students, young, young adults who are going to tell their stories and um, there'll also be a little bit of a presentation uh, regarding um, how the convention um, you know, just all the things a convention offers for your family. So please join us for that session. Uh, thank you so much, Raul, for being here. Um, I do agree. I think an article would be great. Um, please get sure. your handout um, to uh, info at nopbc.org. We'd love to put it up on our website. And um, thank you very much to Nick, who was our host on the NFB side uh, of this meeting. We really appreciate your help uh, making this all work beautifully, um, knock on wood, without a hitch, I think. <laughs> so, so thank you all so much for joining us. And uh, we will hopefully see you at three o'clock in our next session. All right. Bye-bye.
Take care. Thank you.